I don't think there's anybody currently like me. And I feel like I'm almost blazing my own path in a way. And maybe it could be because I don't pay attention to anybody else as far as like, uh, you know, I don't try to compare myself to anybody. I don't try and take from anybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. We're here. It's the new year. I'm very excited. I'm excited because I got an awesome guest on the show this week. Two-time NXT North American champion Carmelo Hayes. I want to make sure I'm getting more NXT talent on here in the new year, especially as they're going back out on the road. We got New Year's Evil this week. It was last night. Uh, but I want to make sure we have more NXT people on the show going forward. And I couldn't have started off the year with a better NXT talent in Carmelo Hayes. When I go online and I tweet people asking you to tell me who you want on the show, so many of you have said Carmelo Hayes. And, you know, Carmelo is a guy who there isn't a ton of information about this guy on the Internet. So it was super fun to chat with him and get more out of him on his background, on who he is as a person. I think you guys are going to like it. But before we get to that, real quick, just want to say, if you're watching this on video, if you're on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel, make sure that you are also subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed. Because if you're only watching these Out of Character shows, you're missing more content. I do WWE on Fox, Raw and SmackDown roundups after each show. They hit the podcast feed as soon as I can get them up. And I'm breaking down each of those shows segment by segment. If you're not listening, I think you will enjoy it. So please go check those out. All right. Now, let's get to this week's interview with Carmelo Hayes. All right. Well, let's do this. Carmelo, I appreciate you joining me here today. I think, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I'll go on Twitter and I'll ask people like, oh, who do you want to see? on the podcast who should i be getting and out of all the people in nxt i think you're one of the most requested people but you know when i look at when i when i was doing research for you and trying to you know figure out who you are as a person and what we should talk about uh, you're a little yeah. bit of a mystery so i'm excited to chat with you here because there's not a ton of information about you on the internet so i'm gonna dig in a little bit but first i want to start off by asking you what i ask everyone else at the beginning of the show and that's how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on tv uh it mostly is me it's one of those like uh things that as i'm progressing i'm just kind of figuring i'm taking things from my real personality and putting it into my I guess, character, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Um, but, you know, I don't really, really do a, a gimmick. I'm not a gimmick guy. Uh, it's just my personality. But, you know, I don't talk like how I talk on TV in real life. But if I could, I would talk like Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> but I don't. So that's more or less the, the reality of, of what I do and who I am. So, I mean, you know, I believe in myself the way, you know, I, I do on TV in real life, but I just don't talk like yeah, when I was, you know, I would say the one thing that I could, you know, piece together from researching you was definitely confidence. Like confidence seems to be a thing that you uh, ex exude at all times. Where does that come from? Have you always been this confident? Mm, I think it was fake it till you make it for a while before I even got to WWE. And then after that, it became um, making promises to myself and, you know, keeping those promises and and delivering on my own expectations and just you know just showing that or or, or not showing i truly believe in it and even if you're not confident about it just not showing that you're not confident um was one of my biggest things is like like i said fake it so you make it but now i'm at that point where it's like you can throw anything in my way and i'm truly confident that i can conquer is that why you don't really go post on social media at all outside of work stuff because you don't really you kind of want to portray a certain thing and you don't want to show if you are, you know, if you don't believe in yourself or something, you're not trying to show your actual emotions and opinions and stuff like that. It feels like you're just trying to pro project this, this confident character. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. Like it was a point where I tried to be before I even got to WWE where I tried to be a little bit more personal. But then after that, I just decided that there's really no reason to open up too, too much as far as like the, uh, you know, as me personally and stuff, it's almost like, if you know me, you know me. And I want you to know me for what I'm doing, you know, on TV and things like that. But uh, people have asked and people want to, you know, and, I, and I've 
you know, thought about it. I just really don't care. Here's another thing too, man, is like, if I wasn't doing this, I probably wouldn't have too much social media. I don't feel the need to, you know, I don't feel the need for validation. I don't feel the need for any of that. Um, I just want to work hard and do what I do. And, and I'm passionate about what I do. I'm very passionate about what I do. And this comes before anything, honestly. So, I mean, as far as like personal life stuff goes, I mean, I really have no care to even, you know, just start posting like, hey, I'm, I'm at the beach. Hey, I'm, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But I'm normal, man. I just do all that regular stuff. I just don't talk about it and post about it. Yeah, Kobe Kingston said something similar about his career and how, like, no one is more – no one is harder on on me than myself. And that, like, yeah. I don't need that validation or that that criticism from the fans too yeah. much because I'm so hard on myself as it is that there's nothing they could do to make me harder. Right, right, right. Or believe in yourself more. Because, I mean, I do think that sometimes you can get lost in believing a certain – following the people that are following you and it might be a fake yeah. confidence because you're just feeding into that yes yes it needs to come from within truly it does yeah well okay so then what words besides confident what words would you use to describe your off-screen personality man i'm just super chill like if you see me on tv it really is that i've just turned up um you know i'm just super chill but i'm so driven i'm so determined uh, i'm very focused like that's one of the biggest things is like i'm very I'm almost sometimes too focused. Like I've had people tell me like, hey, just relax, but there's no time to relax. You know what I mean? Like I'm at that point in my career where like I got the pedal to to the gas and you know, you don't get opportunities like this. Maybe it's because of the way that like the journey I took to get to WWE and you know, being undersized, being somebody from the independence, you know, having all these, you know, notches against me. It's almost like with my motto, it's like mellow don't miss. It's not even mellow don't miss, it's mellow can't miss. Um, I carry that about myself. So like I just truly in in my day-to-day life, what you see is on TV, that same ambition and that same drive and that same passion, the same hunger is the same way I am off screen, but I just bring all of that onto TV. And I think that's what captivates people, is it, it feels real. I hope it feels real because it is real. No, it does feel. I, I would say, you know, you're, you know, sometimes when you watch, you know, a newer wrestler, and and you've been wrestling for a, a minute now, but like when you watch someone who's newer, maybe on TV, let's say, and they're they're first having to kind of show their personality on TV, I think it it, it does sometimes take people a while to to find their voice, to find who they are, and you, to me, you know, from the day one of seeing you on screen, you've never seemed to have trouble finding who you are. You seem very dialed in to who you are and you have so much personality that feels authentic. It doesn't feel like you're trying very hard to talk. It feels like you like to talk, you you can talk and you're confident in yourself. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say then, okay, so you say that, you know, you're so driven that sometimes people say you need to calm down a little bit and be a little less driven. Uh, Would you say your whole day revolves around wrestling? I don't want to say about around wrestling, but like preparing. Like, especially when I have a big match coming up, it's a mental thing, you know what I mean? Like, I put myself in it mentally. And I guess maybe I wasn't always like this, but especially when I got to WWE, I just take this so serious. And and I want to take it serious now because, I, you know, I want to work so hard now that I can just chill on that back end. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't have to be so one-track-minded, but I choose to be one-track-minded because it, the proof is in my success. You know, and that's why, like, as people try to tell me, hey, hey, man, just chill, just chill. Like, it's not that serious, not that deep, but it is that serious, and it is that deep because everything that I, you know, that those habits, you know, made me into, I guess, like, you know, a top prospect in NXT and things like that. And, and you know, we go back about my conversations with, with Sean and believing in myself and all of those little things. Like, that's what made me who I am, so I'm not going to stop doing those things. But proof is in the, in the, in the pudding is more or less what I'm trying to say. No, totally. And that, that relates to, I, I can relate with that so much. Cause I remember when I first started working in TV before wrestling, before anything. And I really want, I, I so badly wanted to work in television and not be in college anymore and just start doing what I was passionate about and, and creating, yes. you know, and creating content. Um, and I, I'll never forget like the first TV show I worked on. I was like, I was only a PA and I was all like all over the place. And some guys said to me, uh, like, Hey man, it's okay. Like, we're not curing cancer. Like, we're just making a TV show. Like, you don't have to take it so seriously. 
And in my mind, I thought, like, that's crazy talk, dude. Like, crazy. Like, this is, we have to be very serious about this. This is everything to me. Now, now that was, you know, 15 years ago, and I realize I'm older. I get what he was trying to tell me. But I think when you're early on and you're starting, you're like, no, this is everything. This is what I need to do. I've been working at it for 10 years or whatever. I can't miss. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, you also in your, in your bio, you refer to yourself as a generational talent. Uh, I believe that. What I was going to say, what makes you believe that? Because I don't think there's anybody that's ever been like me, and I don't think there's anybody currently like me. And I feel like I'm almost blazing my own path in a way. And maybe it could be because I don't pay attention to anybody else as far as, like, uh, you know, I don't try to compare myself to anybody. I don't try and take from anybody. I I'm trying to like really just um, like carve my own path in in the industry. Um, so that's why I do call myself a generational talent because I do truly believe that I'm once in a lifetime. I do truly believe you can't get another Carmelo Hayes or another me, you know? And that's why another reason why I call myself one of one because I, I again, I feel like I am one of one, um, at least right now at this very time, doing what I'm doing, the things that I'm doing, the things that I'm saying, the way that I'm dressing, my in-ring style, all of it all together. I can see why Shawn Michaels has grown fond of you. You guys, I can see the similarities between the two of you and why people say that. Because it's like a you know, smaller guy who has something to prove, who thinks he's the greatest, and you can see you can see the 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 connection there. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, um, I know he definitely likes my confidence, um, but I believe if you believe in yourself, then they believe in you. That's the first thing when I got here. Uh, I realized that real quick. Like, uh, if you have any doubt, then then, then they're gonna kind of look at you like, oh man. This is the guy. But if you come in and you say, hey, give me the ball, I'm going to run it, I'm going to touch down, and, you know, whatever you need. And they're like, oh, okay, we got somebody. So that was the energy that I brought here in NXT, and, and it paid off. And I think, and I think it, you brought that at a perfect time because I think when that switch was happening, they needed people like that. They needed people for 2.0 to be yeah. like, I'm someone who can take the ball like, and run with it, give it to me. Yeah, step up, yeah. So do you? I, has Shawn Michaels been fairly hands-on with you? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody always asks me about Sean. Um, I pretty much always say the same thing. Like, you know, he, he keeps me, keeps me in line because sometimes I do, you know, I want to go crazy, but he keeps me in line. And, you know, I realize at the end of the day, we're putting on a TV product, you know what I mean? And we have to, I have to run the play. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that I want to do. Like I, you know, I'm like, how about we do this? How about we do that? Like, what if I say this? What if I wear a t-shirt that says this? And he's like, hold on. You know what I mean? Relax. Like we, we'll get there or whatever it is. But, yeah, no, he's very hands-on. Even my in-ring stuff. Uh, he picked, you know, I mean, he's one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. And, and trying to please one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time, you know, as an in-ring performer, it, it's not easy. You know what I mean? So he's one of the guys that as soon as you walk through the curtain, you're kind of looking like for in a way for his approval, you know, like a father. I look for his approval, and and most of the time you get it, and and if you don't, it sucks, and you question yourself, and you're like, oh, what did I do? What I got to do better? So it's it's cool to have a Shawn Michaels set because you know he's gonna hold you to the highest expectation. Yeah, I. In ring. A lot of times when you have a boss and you go like, oh, like he'd say that. What have you ever could, done? Yeah, what has he ever done? Or exactly, <laughs> or like, or like oh, he doesn't know, you know, or like, <laughs> you know, but then you're like, crap, dude, that's Shawn Michaels. Like, he does know. He's had like the best he matches of all know. time. Crap. Of all you know? time. Trust me, I know. Sometimes he'll even tell me certain things that he's done in the past or whatever, and I'm like, but you did it. Like, why are you telling me I can't do it? But he'll, he'll reiterate like, hey, yeah, but that you know, that was back then. This is right now. And that was me. And respectfully, you're not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting when you guys go back out on the road now again, because you've been, you know, at the PC for so long. At, it's going to be interesting to see how the different crowds react again to everything. I'm excited to, you yeah. know, for there to be pay-per-views on the road again. Right. Me too. Me too. Yeah. We got yeah. Benches Day on February 4th coming up in North Carolina. That'll be the big test. I mean, we had Stand and Deliver. I thought that was a home run. Um, I thought we overexceeded expectations. I think a lot of people didn't think that, you know, NXT 2.0 could, um, I don't know, I don't think we sold it, but I sold it out, but like we packed it. You know, we put people in there in WrestleMania weekend, which is cool. But uh, yeah, I think Charlotte's going to be a different beast, but I, I think we gotta, we're got we going to have a good card put together for that one. Yeah, definitely. I, I And I, 
I'm starting to notice, and this is just maybe me as a viewer, I'm noticing like the show, especially last night, has felt like a almost like a mix of the old NXT with 2.0 kind of, where it's like it's like the it's a little bit of like the the work rate style of NXT black and gold, but kind of with the the best of 2.0 sprinkled in, and I'm really liking where the show is at right now. Cool, cool. Yeah, I agree. I agree because everybody's at such different levels. Um, and you have to get a lot of the newer talent experience. Uh, so I think that this is, I mean, it's tough. I can't imagine having two, three, four matches on live TV, you know? So, and, and like, same thing, same thing I was saying earlier, and Shawn Michaels being the guy that, that you have to, you know, that's the bar, that's the expectation. So it's like you got to impress him. So uh, props to all those guys, honestly. So, I mean, I just, you know, there's a, a, a core group of guys who, you know, take pride in being the work rate guys. Um, but there's so much more to it. Uh, and then next year, there's also like that entertainment factor. So I mean, you, you got to really be well-rounded. But um, yeah, it is kind of like a variety of, of difference. I think that's when wrestling's at its best, when there's a variety of styles yeah. and characters and different stories right. and all that kind of stuff. That that way, there's something for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, everybody can't go out and do 20 minutes and, and do falsies after falsies after falsies. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's no fun. Like, let there be variety, you know? Yeah, well, you and Apollo did kick off the new year in a great way. That match was killer. Cool, thank you. That blockbuster DDT looked insane that he did to you. I was like, oh, I wouldn't want to take that. That looks, that looks, <laughs> would hurt. <laughs> All right, well, let's go back a little bit. I don't bit. want to take, I want yeah. to take <laughs> Let's go back a little bit. Like I said, there's not a ton of information about you online when yeah. it doesn't come to wrestling. So um, where did you grow up? What was your childhood like? Who, 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 yeah. who are you? <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so I grew up in Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, I was probably about like seven years old when I really started watching wrestling. I was probably about like eight or nine when I really started like following storylines and things like that. So like I was always a wrestlehead kid, um, like ruthless aggression era kid. Um, all of those guys. I always talk about that ruthless aggression era. Um, I mean that was really my passion right there. I mean I played every sport uh, right after that point. Like I played baseball, I played basketball, I played, uh, um, I played a little bit of soccer. I did football and I did track when I was in high school uh, for a year. But after that point, really, I, you know, I got kind of fell out of love with wrestling and um, kind of came back into my life after high school. And it was almost like fate, you know what I mean? Because it was a couple of periods. It was a period where it wasn't like cool, you know what I mean? Like wrestling is not like the is not cool. It so fell it off like, a little bit for a second. I remember. It, it did. Yeah, it definitely fell off a little bit, but. No, I mean, I've always been an active kid. Like, I've always been a, a super athletic. And I think when I was a kid, I was kind of a knucklehead in a lot of ways where I was just getting in my own way. Like, I just wanted to do dumb things. Like, I just wanted to be mischievous and, and do things like that. So there's a lot true to my character now where it's just like, you know, I don't want to say disobedient, but, you know, I was. And I was very much like, you know, F the rules and I'm going to do what I want to do. And that, and that hurt me a lot in my life. Um, but leading up to, you know, finding wrestling, once I started training, once I started wrestling, that really truly saved my life in a lot of ways, man, because it, you know, it put me on a path that guided me towards something. Um, it allowed me to like work towards something. So, you know, it's a blessing every day that I get to do what I get to do, um, just stemming off of like, you know, from my childhood to this point. Huh? Yeah. My producer had sent me one of your Instagram posts from when you first signed with WWE and you kind of talked about how, you know, wrestling finally, like at a certain point you had to make a decision and, and, and shift your focus and get in the right mental headspace, And then everything started to fall into place. And I think that it's hard to find, it's hard to get yourself to push yourself to do that. But I do think when someone finally yeah. does it, you get the, you get results like you see with you where, you know, you're, you're thriving now. Dude, me and my ex-girlfriend were together for like, five years and like we finally broke up and I remember I was so depressed and I was so just lost and this is something probably nobody knows but I'm gonna tell you I was so lost and I remember just like I took like a month just like really just down on myself and this you want to know what happened this was in COVID too so think about it like that there was Damn. no yeah it was tough it was, it was like right on right on right as it was getting off um and I just remember like taking a month and I just woke up one day I'm like yo like, all right, like, you got, like, another week of this, 
And then like, you need to figure out what you're going to do. And mind you, there wasn't like, I couldn't go out wrestling every weekend because there was nowhere to work because everybody with COVID protocols and things like that. I remember I just got in, you know, when you like break up with a girl, you get in really good shape. You just get really <laughs> motivated. I did that. I truly did that. And like my, my focus, like not to say that this girl was holding me back, but I wasn't, you know, I was trying to divide my time and my focus on this and that. And you know what I mean? Like I was happy. I was comfortable. I think that that's the problem is I was comfortable. Um, and then once I got out of my comfort zone and I, and I really had to like put, turn that pain like into my passion, you know what I mean? I think I, I got out of that. I got really good shape. I started sending out emails. I started getting booked back again. I started getting eyes on me again. And then within six months from that point, I was signed to WWE living in Orlando. Crazy. Six months. Yeah. yeah that, I, I, I say you're, you're reminding me of that time period. And I feel like that's kind of when you were like tweeting, trying to like get attention from people, right? Like you were like, yo, I'm a free agent. I'm the next thing. Like if, yeah. I, if I call correctly. Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm freaking nice. Like somebody give me a contract. And I've always been, you know, here's the thing too. Also, Ryan, like I had people like offering me, I guess you could say like a deal or whatever. Like I had a company or two, like, that was interested in me, but I just believed in myself so much more than I thought, Hey, you know, and I said this before people took this out of, out of pocket, but I said, I want to go top two. You know what I mean? I want to go top two, one or the other. And it ended up working out to where it was the one that I wanted, you know? So wait, okay. So you said, okay, eight or nine, who, like, where, did, oh, yeah. where did wrestling, so who introduced you to it? Do you remember? Was it a family member, friend? Did you just yeah. come across on TV? No, I think it was, it was, it was, because if you remember, like, that period, wrestling was just on. Like, yep. people, everyone, you know what I mean? It was just always on. And I do remember it was, like, it might have been, like, with my cousins or somebody, but I do remember wrestling being on. And, and you know, when it's on, you can't take your eye off, especially if you're a little kid. Like, you, you're just like, I don't know what this is, but this is freaking, this is freaking cool. These guys are cool. And I remember from that point on it was like okay when it's on i'll watch it to the point where it's like i was going out of my way to watch it and i was you know going out of my way to see what's going on. then i started getting involved in the storylines and started like i mean i knew you know as a kid i didn't know what was what so it's like i can't believe this is really happening you know like in real life like who are these guys like th these were my superheroes and i take that responsibility in, into effect today because you know it's weird, like, you don't think about it because you just used to your nine-to-five, like, type of grind of, like, you know, we go to the PC and we train and da-da-da. But somewhere, like, some kid looks at me the way that I looked at, you know, like, uh, Edge and, and Eddie Guerrero and The Rock and Sean and Triple H and Taker. You know what I mean? So I, I always have to take that into consideration a lot of times that, like, I am somebody's superhero. Uh, and, it's a, and it's a cool, cool feeling and a cool responsibility, so... Yeah. Does that motivate you too? Because I feel like you know that that would have to be a motivating thing to know that like, well, I have to be a role model to people, and so that would push me to be in the gym and you know being the best possible version of myself. Yeah, no, hundred percent, and it's one of those things too where you know I try not to push the line too much because I know people are watching me that look up to me. So there's a lot of things like where you know with things that I'll say or things that I'll do. You know, I understand sometimes it's a little edgy. Um, but I also believe in just being true to yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that everybody needs to be bubblegum. I don't think that everybody needs to be generic ABC safe. You know what I mean? I, I think it's okay to be yourself and have flaws in a way. But, you know, I, I, there's somebody that's just like me that's at home that's like, I'm just like him. He gets me. And that's what I strive to do. I want that. I want, like, little black boys, little black girls, you know, everyone, but just kids that look like me, honestly, truly, like kids that look like me to be able to sit at home and say, he represents me. I take so much pride in that. I really do. I feel like it's not even just kids, it's older people too. Like I know my, one of my, yeah. uh, social media, my social media guy, uh, he, when I told him you were going to be on the show, like he, I, he loves wrestling. He watches every week. He's our social media guy. But I don't, yeah. I don't normally get like an excited like, oh, that's gonna, that person's gonna be on your show unless it's like you know, a Randy Orton or an Undertaker or something like that. And when we were in our meeting this week, I was like, oh, I got Carmelo Hayes. He was like, no way, Carmelo Hayes, like hell yeah, dude. Like he was so hyped on it, and I was like, I had a feeling that you were gonna be excited about that. So you do, you do spark that within people. I see it. Ooh, very cool. Yes. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's. 
it's awesome to to know that you that you you know that people Understand. can see that, yeah that people can see themselves <laughs> within you and that and and that's very cool. I think also you know it's funny you talk about the responsibility of knowing that there's people that that feel that way. And I think that like ten years ago, I would see John Cena and be like, why won't he turn heel? He's got to turn heel. And now ten years cooler. later. You you say that you know, I always thought that, but now as right, and right. now ten years later, and I see I go, they all, all all these people look up to him. I could see how it would be hard for him to want to change that when yeah. when he's doing all these make a wishes and 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 you know being that superhero for people. Yeah, it's his brand, like that. That's his brand of that character or that that type of yeah yeah. He it would have been difficult for him, and, and I do and I do agree. I think it's the make a wishes and stuff. Um, because you know, kids. So many kids want to meet him. They don't want to meet this bad guy. You know, what I mean? they want to, you know, hustle law too. But. Exactly. Yeah, they don't. They want to meet the guy who says to never give up, not the guy who's yeah. fighting Dominic Toretto or whatever in the Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so on Twitter, you wrote, uh, "My 2022 was way too lit to put into words or a photo collage." But we have some time here, so in reflecting on the past year a bit. I think it's safe to say that this was the best year of your career up to this point, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and like, that's why I didn't make that post because I'm, I was sitting back, I think it was the, the day or the day before. And I'm like, how do I reflect on this? Cause I do, I self reflect a lot. I mean, just to, just to remind myself where I've been, you know, remind myself like almost to ground myself. Um, but I remember just thinking, I'm like, damn, I did a lot this year. And sometimes I'll see things pop up and I'm like, wow, that was like four months ago, five months ago. Um, but no, it's just, this was the best year of my career, like in every aspect, you know what I mean? Just in my life, you know, it's just, and, and it's one of those things where it's so much now that I'm like, oh God, like I try not to even think about the future because it's like, this feels so high. You know what I mean? It's like, where do I go from here? Um, but no, I think this was like, the way I explained it before to somebody is, this is my senior year. This NXT, you know, run right now that I'm in is my senior year. If you really look back at the black and gold stuff that I did, the breakout tournament stuff, you can consider that my freshman year. And then the introduction in the 2.0, you can consider my sophomore year. The North American title runs, you can consider you can consider my uh, junior years. And then the start of that new uh, white gold era, I guess, or whatever it is, is, is really my senior year. I really, I feel like I got this thing down. Um, so I break up those, that 2022 into kind of into years and, and, and they were, it went by freaking quick. Well, when you talk like, like how you were like, ah, oh, that was four months ago or whatever. I was, when I was looking at, you know, when I was writing stuff down for this, I was like, God, when he beat Roderick strong and unify the titles, that was in January, Today. like, and he's had such a long, yeah, that was like an officially a year ago. And I was like, God, he's grown so much since it, like so much has happened since that happened, since that match. Wow. Yeah. I had that reflection the other day. I was like, wow, I feel myself growing. Like I saw a picture of myself uh, around the war games time. And I was like, he was this kid. And it's not a long time. It was just in December of last year. But I think this something about this business, man. It's like dog years. <laughs> Um, it's like, you know, it is, um, I don't know. I hope I'm not the only one that, that thinks that. I bet no, that's a great way. Else. That's a great way of describing it. Totally. It's like dog years. So it's like, I feel like now I'm, I'm year one, I'm freaking seven years. <laughs> Obviously not. There's so much more to learn, but yeah. Like when you put it like that, me and Roderick strong, I, I can't even watch my matches from three months ago because I don't feel like I'm the same performer. Even my promos and stuff like that. I feel like week to week I've been trying to progress myself um, with any little any little detail, any all those little things. So, do you go back? So, do you go back and watch your matches afterwards? We have yeah, we have skill. We have like a tape study a lot of times. So I train. Uh, I'm switch training now, but I train with uh, Coach Terry Taylor, uh, Red Rooster Terry Taylor. And I grew so much training under him because we worked on uh, psychology and fundamentals um, mainly. And obviously we did a lot of in-ring stuff too, but he's very big on the whys. And even coming up, uh, and I think that's what gave me a little bit of an edge coming up on the independence where I trained at. It's the same school. I've been doing it for us in Academy, same school that Sasha trained at, Kofi trained at, um, a lot of uh, Ivar trained at, Tommaso trained at, a lot of real good 
Dijak, a lot of real good New England wrestlers came through this school and we were always taught why before we were taught moves. Um, but the best thing that helped me within this last year was learning the why and, and the presentation of, of how to carry yourself and things like that. And, and, and not just to do things because you can't, because I can do a bunch of stuff, but you know, just because I can doesn't mean that I should. Um, so I found myself slowly progressing over the months, learning how to almost dial it back here and then push it forward here and depending on my opponent. So yeah, um, we, I watch my matches back, but only uh, like tape study purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's definitely, you know, the thing that takes someone from good to great is when they can figure out those little things, the why and, and make it feel like it's a progression of a story. It's almost, I mean, it's like a symphony or writing a, a script. I mean, it's all, they're all the similar things where it's like, how can you take the people watching you on a ride? And I think that, uh, yeah, you can wow people with cool moves and stuff, but it's that why that's going to really like the thing they're going to remember. Cause even when you watch like old, like even if you like think of old matches, like you're like, Oh, that match was great. But it's not because of the moves. It's definitely just because of like what you felt while watching it. What you felt, yeah. That I love that. It is just what you felt. And you don't realize it as a fan sometimes. You're like, man, that was awesome. I don't know. It just made me feel something. But it, you think about it, and you, you can't remember the moves, but you remember the in betweens, and you remember the, you know, like the the face off moment, or you remember the, you know, the one two kick out, and the reaction of the Undertaker. Oh, I thought, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Remember when the Undertaker sold it, just like shock that. So it's like that's what we remember. We don't remember the, the high spots and the sequences and this super kick and the, you know took took tombstone slip. Like we don't remember. I mean, I do, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean we do. But but it's it's the we thing do, that gets do. lodged in here forever. Like yeah. when you go like, oh, I remember that. Like that was. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That's why I get so frustrated when I'm online and I see, like, those botch accounts or something, and I'm like, yeah. like, really? You're going to, like, nitpick over this one little move that maybe didn't look good when that's not – the overall, there's a whole story being told, you know? And so it's, it always frustrates me when I see those accounts. Yeah, they have no idea how hard it is to do live television, one take with somebody possibly you've never been in the ring with before. No, you know, you don't rehearse. People think it's like a big, like, oh, yeah, yeah, they've been rehearsing. No, it's like, like, if you know, you know, it's like, you really, it's like, it's a one-take thing. It's like, hey, like when Ricochet and I did that collapse thing or the collide thing, it wasn't like, we. you can't practice that. <laughs> it was one, you know what I mean? You can't practice that. So people, when they, they get upset about botches, it's like, nobody's perfect. Like, this is really, truly, this is so much harder than people would realize. Yes. You know what I mean? And, I know you understand, like, be respectful to the business, but, like, there's a lot of people that have those accounts, you know? It's like, come on. But even just live TV in a non-action setting, I've dealt with multiple times, and it is yeah. so nerve-wracking. Like, right. it is so nerve-wracking when you're, like, when you realize, like, the second that red light is on, millions of people could potentially be watching you, and, and, and it's like, Oh, you know, so yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine doing something physical on top of it. I uh, that would that'd be it's it's very very difficult. Well, you you mentioned Ricochet. Was that I take it that had to have been another highlight of the year for you that match? Yeah, it was. That was cool. I'm glad we got to do that. Yeah. Uh, and that came on like within four days' notice or something like that. Like it wasn't like a, a big drawn up thing. It was like uh, he showed up to NXT and challenged me, and the paper the PLE was like four days later. Um, but yeah, it was a highlight because I had wanted that was one of the matches. Like I have a lot of dream matches, and, and the one with Ricochet was, you know, there's a lot of guys I feel like I work well with, and Ricochet was one of them. Um, and you know, the fact that we actually got to do it while I'm in NXT was dope. You know, because I was like, oh, I get to do it like when I get up there, you know, and then eventually. But like the fact that he came down and we got to do it and show that I can handle it with a Ricochet, uh, but I have mad respect for Ricochet. Well, I think like that and, you know, the Roderick match and then, like you said, your whole North American title reigns, both of them, they, uh, I think that they showed that you could be the top guy on the brand. I think that you solidified that fact and, and showed everyone that you have what it takes to be the top guy in NXT. Thank you. And you know what's crazy is I was thinking about this yesterday. I was like, I still feel like I have to prove myself. Like, I still That's feel... never going to go away. I don't care how old you are. It's never right? going to go away. And if it does... 
pack your bags. I think, you know, like you're, you're, you're always going to feel like you have to prove yourself, you know? No, I was just like me. I feel like people are still doubting me. <laughs> it's probably not even like, cause you know, people, you know, are very high, highly, you know, think of me very highly. So it's like, I don't think that people, people know, but me internally, I'm like, in case there's one person that thinks that I'm not ready for that spot. Like, let me go out and show you that I am. That's see, that's why you don't tweet all the time because you'll want to respond to those guys. <laughs> that's why I, I, I have to avoid well, those guys. Yeah. The thing is like, I don't reward negativity. Smart. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, when people are, I, you know, I remember for the longest time, it was like, he's so short, he'll never make it <laughs> on the main roster. Like, just it was just so crazy. I was like, it had me for a second, like, oh, my God, maybe I won't. <laughs> but, um, like, those things like that, like, I could have easily been, like, AJ Styles, Finn Balor, you know, Eddie Guerrero, like, all these guys who are smaller guys like me, but I choose not to because you, you reward that negativity and then people feel like they can come at you with negativity because they know they'll get a response. So you you reward, you know, you give responses to positivity. Yeah. And that's how you work that social media game. But I choose to not be too, too into it. I, I post here and then I get out. And you know what I mean? And I just, some, every now and then I'll pick on somebody. That, like, I'm, you know, I'm feuding with just for entertainment for the timeline, but. I try not to get too deep into all that. That I've, doesn't run my life. I've tried my best to limit it to like maybe once every couple months when I'm like, I'm going to respond to that that person. Because <laughs> I used to do it all the time and it just gets, it drains you. It drains you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, one more thing on NXT and then I have a like, fun, I want to play a little game with you. But one more thing, um, you know, you're kind of, I feel like you with this win over Apollo, like you're on track now. <laughs> With Braun, yeah. Braun Breaker, would you feel and would you feel unfulfilled in your time in NXT if you don't get, you know if you don't win the NXT title before getting called up? Uh, I feel like it would be selfish for me to say unfulfilled because I've done so much and I've gotten to do so much, and you know what I mean. Like it would almost be like, oh, how much more do you need to do, kid? Like really. But at the same time, I feel like I can do it, so let me do it. You know what I mean? I can beat Braun Breaker, and I can be the face of the company, you know, the rightful face of the company. And I can carry the brand and I can help build this brand further uh, into, you know, the next year or whatever it is. Um, so, I mean, for that reason alone, and, and I, all those times I said I was the A champion, I think it's only right. It's almost fate at this point uh, in poetic justice in a way for me to win that title and be the A champion of NXT. All right. Well, I agree. It makes sense. Uh, let's play a word association word. Let me say that again. Let's play a word association game. I'm going to say someone from NXT. I want to hear what you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say these people's names? Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Let's start first with trick Williams. That's my boy. <laughs> uh, trick Williams underrated. I like that. I like that. Dude, he can talk too, man. He is a great talker. Yes. And he's not, he's getting good in the ring. That's what he does. He just doesn't get a lot of time to show it. Yeah. He, when, when he was, when he was, he's someone like you, very similar to where it doesn't feel put on. It feels like he is just, you wind him up and tell him to go and, and he'll talk. If anything, he tones himself down when he's with me because I'm not really with the 20 stuff all the time, but like he tones, he, I can't, I can't wait for him to do his thing. And he just shows like he, he has to tone himself down with me, but He's got it, man. He's like, wow. Andre Chase. I love Andre Chase. Um, trying to think how to word him. One word, right? Anyway, it doesn't have to be one word. Whatever, oh. whatever comes to mind when you think of these people. I won't limit you to one word. Yeah. Gets it. That's that he he does seem to get it for sure, because he, yeah, he's a character. Yeah, he knows his role. He gets it. And he's a great worker. Uh Booker T. Shuggy ducky quack quack. <laughs> Pioneer. Pioneer. Yes. Yes. Is he someone that you've uh has, has he given you any advice at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Booker. Yeah, he's somebody that I'm always looking at. Like you know, and he gives it to me in like a cool uncle, like a cool, like he didn't get it to me like a political way. He gives it to me like a like as if, you know, I'm like one of his kid. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'll tell you something, kid, like, don't do that. Go do this or Everything's a test. That's what he told me. Everything's a test. 
<laughs> they still tested me. <laughs> he he's definitely a guy who tells it like it is. I when I worked with him on backstage, it was like he's definitely not someone who who uh doesn't say what he's thinking. He says what's on his mind. We got nothing to prove. You know, he's chilling. Uh Joe Gacy. Great worker. Um, I'm trying to think of another word for him. I want to even say underrated. I hate that I'm saying that multiple times, but he is underrated. Yeah, and you know what? He has really shown that in in his recent matches lately. Like I feel like each match uh, over the past couple of months, like that you've seen him on TV, and he really has continued to up his game along the way. He's legit, man. He's legit, legit, and he's very experienced too. Braun Breaker. Mm. Freak athlete. Um, I'm not going to say anything negative. <laughs> That's nice of you. <laughs> I, uh, when he, la- last night, well, I guess this is not last night anymore. Last week, uh, when he dove over the top rope, I was like, whoa, all right, get it, get it, dude. Oh, he can do everything that probably Ricochet can do, <laughs> but, it, but he has no training. You know what I mean? He just can do stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, he's uh, very uh, pretty deadly. Guess it. Yeah, they're so funny. They're great. They are great and good dudes. Like good dudes. I can't wait to see them eventually get on the main roster. They're, I feel like they're, they're going to be they're tailor made for it. Tailor made. Yes, they have so much personality and charisma. It's unreal. All right, well, we'll do one more non-wrestling thing. We'll, we'll put the, the word association game aside. Uh, what's the last thing that you did for the first time that doesn't involve wrestling? Hmm. The last thing I did for the first time that doesn't involve wrestling. Let's see. Mm. Like, what are you doing in your personal time? Preparing for... For wrestling, <laughs> no. Actually, I went home. I'm trying to think of what I did when I went home. I was, I was getting at, I was getting after it though. Um, <laughs> it's, it's crazy because I know I'm gonna. If we get off here, I gotta think of something. Because if we get off, I'm be like, oh shit, I should, I should have said that. <laughs> um, How about this then? Do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any nerdy hobbies that like people don't know about? Your little secret nerd thing that you're like a low key actual nerd with. Do you collect something? Do you, you know, something that people wouldn't expect about you? No, I got to say something because then I sound like I'm boring. I know I'm not boring, but I just don't have, I just freaking grind, bro. <laughs> that's not boring. That's not boring. Honestly, I I, I, I think that's more an adult thing to do is to be just grinding. <laughs> you know, like I don't really watch TV like that. You don't watch you TV, know, I, really? I mean, I... I'm not like going out of my way to watch TV. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, if there's something's on that I want to watch, like I'm very, man, it's so crazy, bro. Like if I could explain to you like this, Ryan, it's like, we are in this bubble, especially down here in NXT. And I eat, breathe, sleep, wrestling. Sick. That's it's not freaking sick. sick. No, it means you're dedicated to your, and, and wanting to succeed. So it's not sick, but I, I get it. You know, I totally get it. Yeah, but that's why it's like I'm having a hard time kind of almost like when was the last time I came out of my bubble, you know? But like I was talking about earlier, bro, it's like one of those things where it the proof, like, you know, it, it's showing that it works because I'm at the top of the game, you know what I mean? And it's like all those things, I wouldn't change it for the world because I'm killing it and everything that I'm doing because of how passionate and how driven I am. But you know what I did recently? I did uh, karaoke with Trick. Me and Trick, we did karaoke. So I mean, as that was something that I did for the first time. There we go. There we go. What'd yeah. You, did, what was the first choice for your karaoke? No, so they caught us off guard. Um, he had a release. He had like a party because he's put. He's releasing like a mini document, a mini series type of thing, uh, like a, a sitcom, which drops sometime this week or last week. I don't know the. Oh exact yeah, day. last week. Yeah, I forget. I was like, wait, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. <laughs> Trick and ain't easy. Okay. It's uh, Trick Williams, the life of Trick Williams sitcom. Love and I it. probably botched And the, the botched people on Twitter will catch me. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, he was wearing the shirt yesterday that said Trick and ain't easy. So I think that's the right, right name. 
It is. Last yep, week. Took a name. Yes, last week. But uh, yeah, so we did karaoke. We, me, uh, we, they started playing the music and they, they gave us some mics. We did Same Girl by Usher and uh, another guy. Um, but we, yeah, we did Same Girl. We killed it, but it was completely off guard. But that was something, that was something fun that we did. And anytime I'm with Trick, we always got good chemistry and things like that. So. Yeah, you and Bobby Lashley have made me feel like I watch too much TV because you're the only two people on the show that I can think of that told me they don't watch TV and you're both just crushing it and successful in, in your in your fields. So I'm like, well, no, you know what? I got to have something that's worth watching. Like there's a, there hasn't really been anything out that like I'm like, I got to watch that. Like, what's things what's like the it? last thing that you remember being like super into TV show wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Let me think, let me think. Dude, I like Squid Games a lot. Um, I liked like things like that, like those things. I watched that Dom over the. We had like Hurricane here. I watched Dahmer. That was crazy. That was yeah, a crazy like, show. That was a crazy show. Hard watch. That was a hard watch. Uh, I, I remember watching. I didn't finish it. It was too intense. I let my wife. Bro. I was like, "You can watch the rest of that without me." It's intense. This show's so intense. Yeah, I had to like take breaks because I was like, "Oh man!" Like, because you make the guy makes you believe that he's. The actor almost takes you in so much that you forget he's acting. So it's like you feel like you're really watching it. I'm like, oh my god! So that I watched that, and then so yeah, so I watched TV. Do you like? Do you like comedy shows, like funny shows too? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I, again, it has to be something that's like, you yeah. know, when you get time, you should check yeah, out this new show called Paul T. Goodman on Peacock. I know you got Peacock. You know, yeah, you got that's where NXT stuff is. Uh, it's yeah. crazy. It, I just started watching it last night. It's, Who's in it? So it's basically, Somebody. it's basically, it's and anyone watching or listening, I, you should go watch this show. It's it's the only the first three episodes are out right now, and it's basically, it's this guy. It, it's okay. It's the director of Borat who who is making this show, right? Or Borat the movie that more, the second one that just came out, right. and, and he did some Nathan for You stuff too. And basically, someone hit this guy. This weird dude reached out to him on Twitter saying, I have your next big movie. It's me. So he, he finds out this guy had written a book that was like this crazy story of this girl taking advantage of him for his money. And it, and it leads to this whole like prostitution ring and all this stuff. But he, the guy who the story is about is like the weirdest dude, right? And he, Did the guy play Borat? Well, the thing is, it's a real person, right? And he insisted that he play himself in the story that he wrote about his life. So it's like part documentary, part like acted, but it's all with this really weird guy telling his crazy life story and also acting it in like the reenactments. Also I don't like think Teddy. I did it. I don't think I did it justice there in my description, but I'm telling you, it's going to be the next like Tiger King. It's going to be the next thing that uh -huh. like, everybody's talking about where everyone's like, Paul, people okay. are going to be dressing like this guy for Halloween next year. It's going to be the one of the bigger shows. When is it? It's out already? It's out already, yeah. It's called Paul T. Goodman. It's on Peacock. Okay, I'll watch Excuse it. Me, yeah, Paul T. Goldman. Thing. Paul T. Goldman. Not Goldman. Just, Goldman. Goldman. The guy's yeah, the very Jewish. On Peacock was the, uh, was the Teddy Hart. Oh. Well, we won't get into that one. That one was intense. I don't know if we'll get that one right here. But yeah, that was the last thing I watched on Peacock. But yeah, I'm going to check it out. Paul T. Goldman. All right. Cool, cool. We are here at the end. I'm going to ask you... One quick question real fast before I call it quits yeah. here. Uh, I usually end every show with a segment I call the finishing move. Boom. There it is. Uh, who's your favorite person to hit your finishing move on and why? Um, I didn't know that was a thing. Uh, <laughs> Who do you enjoy? Who have you? Okay. How about this? What's I'll switch to. <laughs> it doesn't work as well for your move because. There's really no giant sell job they have to do these guys. You're just really coming oh, down hard on them. Yeah. Who takes it the best? You. Who takes the best? Yeah. Uh, I'm watching the little clip here. <laughs> <laughs> I love how often people do that. They're like, I'm just going to steal whatever they're airing. Well, I'll ask you this because we don't have a lot of time here. What's I'm the most. Sorry, bro. I'm no, no. I think you, this would be easier. What's the most memorable time that you've hit your finisher on someone up to this point? Oh shoot! Um, 
I mean, the big wins, like the big win ones, the feeling of hitting the finisher on like when I beat Ryder Strong or when I beat Cameron Grimes for the second time for the title, when I beat Sword, those ones always feel, hit the hardest. Like those ones, that like triumphant moment of climbing the to the top and just knowing it's like, I got it. And then hitting it, boom. And then getting the one, two, three on a big moment and, and the crowd is with you. Those are my favorite. So like the, the regular ones, the TV business ones are, are, are whatever. But like my favorite ones are the big moment ones for sure. And then when I did main event, when I worked Cedric, Cedric took it great. So I'll give Cedric credit. When I did the main event with Cedric uh, in the Barclays Center and I hit it there, bam, and I got the pin and got the win. It was cool, man. That was cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, I appreciate you doing this today. I'm, I look forward to you eventually winning that NXT title. And I hope you have a good one, dude. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Ryan. Thank you, man, for having me on. Have a good one. All right, that was my conversation with Carmelo Hayes. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Super cool dude. Now, let's get a little bit of this housekeeping out of the way. First, make sure that you are subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. If you're watching me here on video, what's up? I appreciate it. Thank you for checking out my hair. I did my hair for you, so thank you. Uh, but make sure if you're here and you're not subscribed that you click that button, you're going to get... This show every Wednesday, clips from Ron SmackDown. There's YouTube shorts. There's stuff in the community tab. It's popping here on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening to the podcast right now, go subscribe as well. You're going to miss out on all the aforementioned stuff if you're not subscribed, so go do that. And also, all of you should be subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed as well. It's not just Out of Character on there, I do weekly Raw and SmackDown roundups where I'm breaking those shows down segment by segment, giving you all my thoughts on everything that happened throughout the night. So make sure you're subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed. And also go follow WWE on Fox on social media. If you're not, go, 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 go do it. Your phone's around you. I know it's 2023. No one goes anywhere without their cell phone. It's in your pocket or on your desk. So go Follow WWE on Fox, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're all across the board on social media, so make sure that you are following us there. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this has been Out of Character.